Welcome to the Relentless Minds podcast with Lori Jimenez, a platform where influential entrepreneurs get real and share their stories of challenges in life that they've had to face head on and conquer in order to be where they are today. Here, you'll get an inside look at the adversities that these individuals have experienced or are currently dealing with, in addition to their opinions on real life matters and philosophies in life. Most importantly, you'll learn what it takes to have a relentless mind so that you too can stay headstrong in your pursuit of a better future. In this podcast, you're going to get 100% authenticity from people that have figured out how to beat the noise that society creates and have a higher level of self-mastery. Hi, welcome back to my podcast, Relentless Minds. Today I have with me Alexa Carlin. Alexa is a sought-out speaker on women's empowerment, entrepreneurship, and personal growth. She combines her authentic speaking style with practical strategies and memorable stories to drive impactful change on both a personal and professional level. She is the founder of the Women Empower Expo, which is the largest event for female entrepreneurs on the East Coast, where women can support each other, find funding, and connect with other like-minded individuals. Alexa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, I am so happy to have you here. I mean, I've been following you now for months. I completely stand for and believe in what you what you put out there in the world. So I know that you here today are going to have so much of an impact on my followers and everybody listening here today. Thank you so much. I love hearing that. <laughs> so I wanted to start off just by asking if you could introduce yourself to everyone. Um, just let them know who you are and how you got to where you are today. Definitely. So my name is Alexa Carlin, and I am a public speaker and founder and CEO of the Women Empower Expo. And I got to where I am today through a long journey. I always say, you know, every overnight success is 10 years in the making. And literally, I'm 27, and I started my first business when I was 17. So uh, my first business was when I was a senior in high school. I was designing jewelry for an LA-based fashion company. And I fell in love with the process of turning an idea into a reality. Mm. And I donated a percentage of proceeds to their mission to build schools in Africa. So everything that I did entrepreneurial-wise was always with the bigger mission for myself of making a difference in at least one person's life every single day. Mm. And that's been really my driving force. And from that business, after I sold out of inventory, I started a blog called Hello Perfect with the main mission to redefine perfection in order to instill confidence because I saw that confidence was holding me back and it was holding back so many other people. And I was thinking like, why can't I get to that next level, whatever that next level may be? And it was because I was nervous of sharing who I was, of what I'm doing, and whether it be the judgment from others or just my own internal self-doubt, I knew that something had to change. Because if you look at any successful person, they have this unwavering confidence about them. And and so that was my main mission. Mm-hmm. And then from Hello Perfect, I was growing this, I was still in college, I had this life-changing thing happened to me. I was a senior now in college, a few months from graduating, and I uh, got really sick. My body went into septic shock. 
Hmm. And I was induced into a medical coma for six days and in the ICU for a total of 10. And I was given a 1% chance of living. This experience completely changed my entire life and perspective. But then also what was the hardest thing was six months after this, I was now graduated from college, moved to New York City, working at InStyle Magazine. It was a dream job of mine in the fashion industry. But I ended up getting really sick again because my body and my, well, my immune system was severely compromised from all the antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And this, for anyone that struggles with a chronic illness, it was the hardest, most challenging thing I've ever had to experience because not only are you in so much pain, but it's a lifelong thing. And there was a period of like eight months, I was too sick to even leave my apartment. Period of like two and a half years waiting for something to change. And when you're someone that's been so like you have a, you're very passionate and you have all these big dreams. I just felt like all my dreams were just taken from me. And so it was very hard to come to like at 21 years old to have this, this, uh, this big, you know, pivot in my life. But what I realized is like, you must not wait for your life to change. You must change your own life Mm -hmm. because I had this burning, you know, passion inside of me and it, and it was really my driving force. And so I decided, you know, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And so that's when I started sharing vulnerably authentically on social media and started to gain this passion to be a public speaker. And then from there, I saw a need in the market and Wex was born. Wow. And so that's currently where you're at. You started Wex in 2016. Yes. Yes. Since then, you've had an event in 2016 in Fort Lauderdale was your first one. Correct. And then we had, it became a yearly event in each city. So after October, 2016 in Fort Lauderdale, we did May in DC of 2017. Mm -hmm. And so now total, we did three events in Fort Lauderdale, two in DC, and now going back for the third on June 15th of this year. In DC. Yes. Yeah. That's so exciting. Wow. So you've gone through challenge after challenge. And the thing is that they all happened when you were in such a young age. You know, like that time frame, like that period in your life, a lot, and actually we can speak to even people who are young and going through challenges because I feel like in a certain degree, they aren't as equipped to handle emotionally. It's very difficult. I, I mean, people always say, oh, you're an old soul, Alexa, like from the things I speak about in, mm-hmm. in my speeches or on social media. And, you know, maybe I am an old soul, but also I've experienced a lot of things that people in their 20s haven't. And it's not even just my own health struggles, just different, you know, personal life challenges and I guess starting a business, you know, business challenges since I'm young. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about it is you can either ask yourself why, why did this happen to me or why am I going through this pain? Why am I going through this challenge? And you could sit and compare yourself, which I've done plenty of times, right? I've compared myself to not just people that are successful, but people that are maybe my age and thinking like, oh, they only have to worry about this. Or they, you know, if I didn't have all this other stuff, like with my health or whatever it may be, then I could be that much more ahead. Mm -hmm. And 
the thing is like the things you experience in your life are helping you become the person you're supposed to be. And it really is like, where do you want to spend your energy? You could spend your energy comparing yourself. You could spend your energy thinking about the past, trying to change it, but you can't control those things. And so if you moved over your energy towards things that you can control, how much further along would you be? Exactly. And that's why I absolutely love like going back that movement of Hello Perfect, because it's true that now in society, we're constantly bombarded with this image of what perfect or what successful looks like. And when we're not at that point, or we don't feel like we're at that level, like we tear our own selves down. When in reality, it's like what you're seeing on social media is not even the truth the majority of times. You know, yeah, so you're, definitely. Comparing, you're comparing yourself to this illusion. I remember a specific moment. I was living in New York City. I was getting sick again and I wasn't happy at all. I was, I was suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder because this was after everything happened. And so my heart beat fast. I was like, oh my God, I'm getting so sick. I have to go to the hospital. Like any symptoms I had were just like kind of flu-like symptoms before I went into a coma. So I was suffering from PTSD. I was living alone in New York and it's not the easiest place to live with, especially with a compromised immune system and fear. And I remember I went out with a few friends that I had in the city and I took the, we took this photo out at this bar and I'm smiling. And I remember going back into my apartment, looking at it and like, this is so fake Yeah, because I really internally wasn't happy at this moment. And that's when I was like, I need to share vulnerably, authentically, transparently. And I think that was my main issue when I was going through a very challenging time and looking at speakers and personal Mm -hmm. growth, you know, experts and coaches. And I would go see so many different people and they were all amazing, but they didn't connect with me in that moment because they always talked about the past. They said, oh, I grew up with an abusive parent. And, you know, now here, here's everything that they've yeah. done and their life's great, now. right? Yeah. Or I grew, I was an alcoholic and then I overcame it. And now here's my life's great. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's great that you did all that, but I'm still going through this. Exactly. And this is something that I'm not going to overcome. So how can I, you know, find that light? And so that's what I really wanted to portray when I started going like on live streams, when I was too sick to actually publicly speak, I wanted to say like, look, I'm going through all of this. My life's not perfect, but I'm still chasing after my dreams. So I think a lot of us wait until we have the perfect relationship, the perfect house, until we move, until we graduate, until we have enough money, until we have an assistant, you know, like all of these excuses and it doesn't have to be like that. No, because you're right on that point where people can connect to you so much more when they know that you're still dealing with something. But the thing is that you've got the mindset to take action and to put that situation into your own hands and do something about it. Whereas somebody else might not have that strength. So even though you guys are both dealing with the same situation, you know, you're, you're, you're there say, giving that encouragement and then they're receiving that, you yeah. know? And so that's a beautiful thing. Cause I've gotten that feedback from people too, that they're like, you know, I want to be doing this. I want to be making more of an impact. I want to be putting myself more out there, but I'm not where I need to be. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right. You'll yeah. never be a hundred percent ready. So you may as well go for it now. Yeah. If you've got that love and that passion to go and make a difference, 
you know, and to help somebody else because you, you believe that what you have to say is going to make an impact, just go and do it, you know? And that's why I love what, I love what you've done with this Women in Power Expo. I mean, with your, your morning motivation with Alexa, the Good Vibe Tribe and um, the Hello Perfect, like all of these things. And like kind of just tapping into your mindset, like what was it that made you feel like you wanted to help people? Like go, going back, like because you started your your endeavors in like this, you know, outreach when you were 17 years old. So I I was always really, really shy growing up and like too shy to even raise my hand in class. And then I joined student government in high school and I was like class vice president. And I remember looking at the student body president who ran the class and I went to a very large high school and I was like, oh my God, I wish I could do what she does. And she speaks in front of the class and leads the mm-hmm. huge student body. And I was like, but I can never do that. Mm-hmm. And then through student government, I saw, I went to different like conventions and I saw my first motivational speaker. I was like, oh my God, like I love this feeling that this person's giving me, like this sense of leadership. I just fell in love with leading others. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it quietly, but my advisor really saw my work ethic going uh, when I was a sophomore. I really like stepped up, but I was still that quiet person kind of in the back. Mm. And the my advisor said, we really want you to run for student body president. And I'm like, what? Well, I know, but it was someone that I looked up to and uh-huh. respected that believed in me and they saw something you. in me that I didn't. Mm. And I went for it and I ran against two seniors and I was going to be a junior and you have to get the whole student body to vote for you. And I won and I became the first person to ever be student body president as a junior. And it was, I remember tears streaming down my face when I saw my name up on the board. And it was like this moment thinking like, if I can do this, what else can I do? And it was doing something that was bigger than myself. And I Mm -hmm. fell in love with like, these people like saw something in me. I can't let them down. And I wanted to make that impact. I've always been like, since I'm, since I can remember like an inspirational quote buff, I've always been a journal buff. And I've always, I've always loved that, like getting inspired myself. And then when I saw that I had the opportunity to inspire others, it just became this, this natural thing to me. Hmm. I love that. I think that like when you're speaking, what I really kind of see that you have like that passion for is even like just human connection, you know, because all of your efforts are so out there. It's not like you're keeping all of this, this knowledge and all of this inspiration and everything to yourself and kind of just putting it out there here and there and stuff like that. Like you're fully engaged in, in connecting with the community and inspiring the community. So it's like, yeah, like there are people, like, it's just that, that love for people and that sort of connection and that sort of impact it goes a much farther, much longer distance, you know? And I mean, yeah, so that was, that was your start, like 17, like teenager, sophomore year. Yeah. And that's something that you just said, like, is definitely one of my, I wouldn't, it's like a a mantra or maybe like a core value. I don't really know what to call it, (laughs) but I named it the ripple effect the ripple effect. Because I've had conversations with with other entrepreneurs, very successful, like in tech or developing like 
really cool AI stuff and, and, and like their mission or this one person's mission I'm specifically thinking of was to change society as a whole. So Mm. he was always thinking of like kind of Elon Musk way, Mm. like how in the future, how can we as a society be better through technology? Mm. And mine is not thinking of like the global of let me impact all these people at once. Mine's thinking of, I can make this global impact, but one person at a time Mm -hmm. versus going all the way, right? Right. Like some people are like, I need to impact a a thousand people at once in order to make a change. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) Because if I impact you and then you started this podcast and this podcast impacts a person and that person, you know, starts something and they impact. So this whole ripple effect. Exactly. And it's the same thing as like, you know, random acts of kindness. Hopefully people pass it on. But I'm always like, when I speak, whether I speak to five people or 5,000 people, I'm always thinking about the individual because that person has so much potential to change the world that like they don't even realize. Exactly. And that's such a good point to make because if you're thinking of, you know, trying to put yourself out there and you're thinking about the goal, the world, like you start thinking, is the world going to care about what I say? You know what I mean? And that can be discouraging. But if you start focusing on that one other individual, it's like when I'm posting things, like when I first started all of this, I said, if I'm posting all of this, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'm being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. If it even affects only one person, it's worth it to me. Right. You know? Exactly. And, and that's the same thing we have to think about for anything. Like people say, oh, you know, I don't need to, I don't, I don't care. Like I'll use this, a plastic straw or I won't recycle. Cause I'm, you know, that's not going to make that big of a difference. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's one thing at a time. I mean, you know, not talking about like politics so much, but people ask me, why did I come to DC with the Women in Power Expo? And I, you know, DC is a very big city. And I booked that venue before I even hosted the first one, Mm. having faith in what I was doing. And people always say like, why DC? Like, why not New York or, you know, somewhere? And I said like, I want to to show that my event is really creating impactful change and what better place than DC to create that, that change for our country on an individual level through women. Mm -hmm. And I also thought about, okay, well, Hillary will be inaugurated and then we'll come a a couple months later in the same venue. I booked the same venue that the president's inaugurated in. And of course that didn't happen, but what did happen was because Trump, you know, went into presidency, people, especially women were seeing like, Hey, I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. I can't just let it go. Like I'm going to do what I can as an individual. And that's what I thought was so amazing is that this community of women really came together to collaborate. And, and that's what like Wex and that's why I started this. Like it's all about collaboration over competition. And that's why it's so important to understand that your one Instagram post you don't know who's on the other side reading it. And that one person, you could really save their life. Yeah. And and consistency too. It's like, you know, making those movements and putting that, that content out there consistently. And then eventually, yeah, that ripple effect keeps going. But I wanted to ask you, Alexa, like, what can you say to my audience about like how as a female, because a lot of women, they have that doubt of, you know, like, oh, speakers, it's, there's so many men on stage. It's, 
like, and not just on that, I'm using that like kind of like just to apply it to across the board, but in anything in society where women might feel like they have, they don't have that upper hand, like they're, you know, they're, they're being placed at a lower level. Like what's giving you the confidence to really just kind of just go through all of that and not really, not let that interfere with your, with your goal, with your vision. Mm -hmm. So one, I think it's an advantage when you are at a disadvantage Mm. because then automatically you're going to be unique in one sense, right? So that's just in a small way, thinking like with uh, specifically what you said with men on stages or even men in the personal growth and development industry. I mean, think about all the top motivational speakers out there like Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, uh, Grant Cardone, you know, Les Brown, like all these guys come up and there's really like not many women uh, like that are at that level. Exactly. So that, that drives me to do it, to, to go bigger, to go harder, to go more and more and more because, because of that. So you have Mm -hmm. to kind of just shift your perspective and think like it's an advantage because people are ready to see more women in male dominated fields. Same with like construction, right? Like I just posted this, um, we just posted this blog post on Wex's Facebook page about women, way more women are becoming leaders in like construction field because they were like, why did we just think only men could do this? Exactly. And so now there's this whole like school and training where they are accepting more women and really promoting that. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think you just have to shift your perspective that just because it hasn't been done before, doesn't mean it can't be done by you. Exactly. And also like if they make that decision to go for something, they do experience like some sort of backlash at some points. Like, have you ever at one point experienced that? where you had to really set into focus and make it clear like what your purpose is, like what your vision is to get over like a hurdle of something in your way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's been a lot. So I've had backlash from people that I loved, um, you know, thinking like, why don't you just get a real job, you know, and all that type of stuff. And you have to trust your intuition. You have to trust that the journey is leading you to where you need to be. Mm. And you have to spend time listening to your own voice versus the voice of others. And when your your own voice creates those senses, like those moments of doubt, I always come back to what makes me happy. And not just happy in the moment, but that sense of joy. My physics teacher in high school said the meaning of life is joy. I never truly understood this because why can't it, why why is it not love or happiness? You know, there's so many different things. But after going through my near-death experience, I realized, you know, happiness is a moment. It's It's a feeling. It comes and goes, right? One moment you're happy, one moment you're sad, one moment you're angry, one moment you're scared. But joy, you can be sad. Like I'm sad that my great grandma passed away recently, but I still feel joy in my life. And so that's what I realized, like what brings me joy? 
And it's this journey of entrepreneurship. It's this journey of inspiring others. And so whatever happens on the end result, the end result, again, is a moment, Mm -hmm. right? So like after what, well, after my events or during my events, I feel on top of the world, you know, you're getting so much like, you know, you're just meeting so many people, this energy is like contagious. Mm -hmm. And then and then it stops. And mm. it's not that the mo- movement's not still going, but you're not surrounded by thousands of amazing women every single day. Like exactly. you're not on stage every moment. Mm-hmm. And so you have to love that, that process. So anytime you're feeling doubtful, come back to like, what brings you joy? What fills your heart? And don't think about, it fills me with joy when I make X amount of money, or it fills yeah. me with joy when I get on the cover of this magazine, whatever it is. Like, don't think about daily. Like, it brings me joy just to do this process. Yeah. Like, Gary V always talks about it. You have to love the process because majority of time is spent in, that, in those moments. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's like that deeper sense of purpose. It's like, that's where your joy is. It's deep within. Yeah. So I can definitely see that with like, you know, when you're going after a goal, that process, that journey to get there, if you truly believe in that vision and in that goal, like it's not going to be clean cut. You know, we say it all the time. It's not going to be a one shot win. You know, you're going to get people that get in your way. Like that's, you know, and I'm sorry to hear like you even family members were like not supporting you 100% in like this great impact that you're making. But yeah, like with anybody, any female, like kind of going towards their goal, like you're going to have that noise, right? Yeah. And you, I, I am a big advocate on not changing who you are to fit in to someplace, like fit into the boys club, for example. Like I believe that our power is that we are women, we see things differently, we feel things differently. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are seeing a, like Kevin O'Leary. I don't know if you watch Shark Tank, but Mr. Wonderful, he talks yeah. about that his most successful investments are, are, are all women run companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like he talks about it. It's, mm-hmm. And I, so I want to make as many women feel empowered yeah. to walk into a boardroom or exactly. walk into an investment meeting or whatever it exactly. may be, owning their feminine energy and still understanding that they can get the job done. They can gain that respect. Mm-hmm. You don't need to wear a suit that just fits in because all men are wearing suits. Exactly. Like you don't, and obviously it's bigger than that. It's, I think the more that women own their feminine energy and understand their value. Exactly. The more we will see women achieving what they want. I think also a lot of the reason that not a lot of VC money is going towards women businesses. There's of course the stereotypes and like the unconscious bias that men have. And, but also it's women don't ask for as much as men ask for. Mm, Men will have a mediocre product, but they think it's awesome and they'll ask for five mil. And women were like, no, it's not perfect enough. I'm only, you know, it's only worth 500,000 or whatever. Like, so I think that shift needs to change too. And I think we, there's so many avenues that we can go to change. And so personally, my goal and my focus is helping 
people really take hold of the things they do have control over. You don't have control over what other people say. You don't have control if they're going to invest or not, or if they're going to say yes or not, if they're going to become your client or not, yeah. but you have control over your own thoughts, over your own decisions. And I think the more focus you can um, place on that, the, yeah. the more you can achieve. Exactly. So just kind of like focusing on what you have control over and letting go and surrendering to what you don't, which right. is, you know, like, I mean, like for even in this application of like speaking, right, you want to be a speaker. Well, you can't control whether this, this specific venue is going to have you like a, agree to have you speak at this place, right? But your goal is to speak. So, okay, they said no, let's go somewhere else. Right. You know, and kind of just approaching it differently to get to that end goal. A hundred percent. I mean, that's how I became a speaker. I mm. pitched literally like over 50 meetup groups wow. saying that I'll speak for free. And it wasn't like giant conferences. I wasn't like pitching like a woman in power expo, like to speak on a stage where hundreds of people are going to see me. I'm pitching like for a luncheon of women that are like 10 to 15 women. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll speak for free. I have an inspiring story. And I literally got no after no after no. And I felt so discouraged. And I thought, okay, well, if they, if no one's giving me the opportunity to speak, I guess it can't be a public speaker. And mm. that actually led me because I still had that passion inside of me to starting my own events. And my first event had five people and I was so excited to inspire five people. Wow. But that's how I started doing events because I just wanted the platform to speak. And so my, ne my first event had five people, next event had 20 people, next event had 40 people. And then soon enough, people that came to my event, they hosted their own events and they had me speak and I spoke wow. free for about a year until I got my first paid gig, which was just $500. And it was like so amazing for me. And, and it was just this very like organic growth. And yeah. that's what I teach. I, 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 I have an online program called Be a Public Speaker, mm -hmm. where I help entrepreneurs and speakers really get to that next level through sharing their story. But on the business side, because we all have a great story, but if you don't know how to pitch yourself, if you don't have that support after you receive all the no's, yeah. then it gets very yep. discouraging, you know? So, but I started and I always say like momentum, momentum is key for public speaking because once you, it's the same as like press, like once you get one, then you get another one, then you get another one. So you just have to keep that momentum up. And that's why it's harder in the beginning. It's harder mm -hmm. for a reason, but if you give up, then you're just going to be the same place that you already were. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't hurt to just keep on going, keep on going. I'm so happy you brought that up because that's what this whole thing is about. Like this idea of just persevering, you know, despite the noise, despite the nose, despite what somebody is telling you, despite what you might even sometimes think, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you've got to look and stay focused on that future vision that you have, like Definitely. that purpose that you believe in and just go with that, you know, get centered in on that. And you're, I agree. And you're doing it throughout life. And I love that. Do you feel like even kind of building that up, like just seeing, hey, like one person says yes, or you get five people or you get 10 people that come to your event. And it's like, that's building up your confidence. That's building up your self-esteem. Just like even that small degree. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, confidence is a skill. So you have to practice it daily. 
Mm. People think it's this like innate thing, but it's the same thing. If you want to become a better writer, write more. If you want to become a better speaker, speak more. If you want to be more confident, you have to practice that confidence. And so one way Mm. to do that is through repetition. Just like when you're playing sports and they say practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. If you want to be more confident speaking, speak more. If you want to be more confident in a meeting or pitching and presenting something at your job, like you have to do it more. You're never going to get better and you're never going to feel more confident until you continue to do it over and over again. And also like knowledge is power. The more you're educated on a certain topic, the more confident you'll be sharing that topic. Exactly. So how would you say that you practiced like to build up this confidence in your self-esteem to keep going? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. So a few things. I was always like afraid and, you know, when you're doing something that's meaningful, of course, it's going to be scary. So I have this like thing that I always say in my mind when this happens is kind of like a mental cue, I guess. I ask myself, is this fear factor fiction? Hmm. And I always share this because it's super, super powerful. Because when I'm nervous and not feeling confident, I ask myself, what am I, what am I afraid of? And it may yeah. be, okay, so if you're going in for an interview, I'm, I'm not confident because like I'm afraid that I'm not going to get it. Okay, yeah. is this fear factor fiction? The fear is fictional. You don't know if exactly. you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. or if you're about to speak, oh my God, I'm going to mess up. Okay. Again, fictional. You don't know if you're going to mess up or not. All of these things, 99.9% of the time, the fear is fictional. So I then ask myself, why would I allow something that's not even real to change the way that I live my life? to decide things for me. Mm-hmm. And so I always say like, that's a really easy tool to keep in your back pocket that when you feel that fear and that sense of low confidence, ask yourself, is this fear fact or fiction? Yeah, that's such a great tip to take away because like, you know, even on a personal basis, like bringing things up in relationships, you know, and how that can take a toll even when you're like trying to, say, okay, I want to, I want to tell my friend this or, or a boyfriend or something or a parent, you know, like for people listening, mm-hmm. like across the board, it's like, what are you really afraid of? Or like going after your goals? Yeah. What are you really afraid of? Is that going to happen? Do you know for sure? And just kind of putting that present like that, man, that's such a good takeaway. What I wanted to also say, you actually touched about something earlier was about this belief, right? Like you believed in yourself. And one thing that I heard you say before was that when you believe in yourself like people believe in you right and that's so strong because I'm seeing this too it's like you you've just got to believe that what you're going after and what you're trying to create it's going to have an impact like you need to believe that first I mean it comes on to really like common sense when you see something right if you if you are going to hire someone to teach you how to play the piano and they are not confident in their ability to teach you how to play the piano, like you're not going to hire them. So like, think about it like that. And same thing where if you're seeing a leader and they are telling you the plan of action 
and they're not confident in that plan, then you're not going to feel confident in that plan. You're like, why are we following this plan if you're not even confident? <laughs> so that, like, that's, it comes down to that. Like, yeah. it's that simple. So you kind of have to fake it till you feel it. Yeah. And, and it's not fake it till you make it. It's fake uh, it till you feel it. Yeah, fake true. feeling confidence, confident because you'll start to finally really like obtain that feeling because again, you have to understand what it feels like first and the, the power behind it. It's so powerful and it's so necessary. I love that. I wanted to ask you because when you went through this, this period where you had a 1% chance of living, you said that changed like your life, that changed your perspective. And how did that change your perspective? Like what, what were you thinking before? And then what did that create? Because I mean, you did not let that at all slow you down. So like in my mind, I think I slowed down, but it also <laughs> brought me to, to discovering my fullest potential. And so it changed my perspective in the sense of what I wanted to do in my life. I always thought that I wanted to work in fashion. Mm. Hence why, you know, still went and got a job at Inside Magazine and everything. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing that, I realized like, this is not what I'm meant to do because I felt that I survived for a bigger reason. Mm. And it's not giving any more power to one thing or the other. I think both are meaningful in their own ways, but it was pushing me to a different journey. Like this dream doesn't belong to me, this fashion dream. It's just, it wasn't for Alexa Carlin. And so it, it changed my direction in life. And I've always been a big believer in like the law of attraction of like manifestation, always like me and my roommate, we would watch the secret and we would try to get a, like just a parking spot and it would always work (laughs) things like that. But after my near death experience, it was a much deeper belief in it. And it wasn't so much like think positive and positive things happen because I was always like that. And then this horrible negative thing happened. It was it was uncovering this deep power in the mindset that we all hold and this deep power in the way that life works in mysterious ways and you can fight against it or you can embrace things Mm -hmm. and embrace the journey. And I, and it changed my perspective to see that the darkest moments in our life really create the miracles in our future. Wow. I love that. And then from there on, you, you took control of your life. You didn't wait for your life to change, right? Mm-hmm. You were the one who changed your life. And I think that is such a deep statement because you see that all the time. Like this, you know, like you're in a bad situation and it's like, okay, well, you know, just, you don't even think, wow, I can change this in an instant. You know, I'm not happy with my job okay, we'll go and apply to another job. Next week, you could have potentially a different job. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not happy with this relationship. I feel bad. In one moment, you can be completely liberated from this, you know? And that's like that whole concept of like not waiting. Like, what are you waiting for? You can change your life right now in this moment. And I think a lot of times people wait because it's the unknown. It's the unknown, exactly. But that, that, I mean, that's the main reason I started Woman in Power Expo is... Uh, of course, the value of like bringing 
uh, of like educating women and, and helping them get to that next level. But I needed a community in my life because I was afraid. And that community of support that I found online made me push more and be more vulnerable and believe in myself more. And, and it was really amazing, this community that I built online. And I wanted to take this online community offline and really provide this community for women because it's so powerful. It's so like, it's so needed because in order for you to make that change in your life with one decision, right? Every decision is an opportunity to change your life. If you have that community rooting you on, then you're going to be more likely to do it. It's this I, another, I like think, 100%. think about it going to a party. When you walk into a bar or a party by yourself, you're going to be way less likely to go introduce yourself to someone than if you were with a friend or a group of friends, exactly. you're going to feel more confident to go introduce yeah. yourself to people. Yeah. It's the same thing in business. It's the same thing with any change in your life. Yeah. So you have to find that community That's so you, you can go and, and make that decision. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't even go to the party if you didn't have a friend to yeah, go exactly. with. <laughs> I know it's it's scary. It's nerve wracking. I yeah, mean, I still, I get I go to networking events all the time, and it's nerve wracking going alone. And, and so that's, that's what WEX is really about. I mean, people come alone all the time. We hear testimonials and they're like, I was so nervous, but I felt so welcome because wow. we really tried to, from, from my team, volunteer speakers down mm-hmm. is to really spread that, that level of community and, and inclusivity amongst yeah. everyone. And so you don't feel alone because everyone's there for the same reason. Exactly. Exactly. So you have a WEX Facebook community page? Yes, we do. Women Empower Expo community. Okay. And is that something that people can just kind of start following or do you have to invite them into it? No, you can join and then um, my team will just accept you. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But it, but anyone can join. We welcome awesome. all. <laughs> all <right>. Yeah. <laughs> Even men. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have actually a lot of men that come to our events. Awesome. I, th- so, I was seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course it's uh 2% maybe, but yeah. the men that are coming are the ones that are really rooting women on and maybe they have their own companies and looking to learn how do I help more women get into executive positions in my company? Of course. Yeah. Oh my God. That's such a, those men are, are freaking geniuses. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> okay. Good to know though. You have a Facebook page. Anybody can join. Um, all about women empowerment, have this community of women that can build you up, help you to, to achieve your goals, to get that confidence that you need to go to that next level in your life. I love yes. that. Good. And I did, some, I'm doing something also um, for the Relentless Minds because you actually highlight, and I love, that's why I love these conversations because like, I know it's needed, but you put so much more emphasis on like that fear, you know, that fear of people like wanting to maybe change their life or maybe wanting to get that new job or whatever. What if they don't have that support system at home, right? Like how are they going to get that courage to, to take that next step? And that's why this sort of community and that availability is so important. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things out there. I mean, in your local community, um, through conferences, through social media. Mm -hmm. So to say like you can't find it is really an excuse because there's a lot out there. You just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. You got to put yourself out there and look for it. Awesome. Alexa, I truly appreciate you being on here today. Everything that we covered. Oh my God. I know that my audience 
male and female are going to take from that and just freaking run with it. One final question that I wanted to ask you is what message or personal thought would you like to share with our listeners today? Uh, the message that I want to share with people and that everyone that's listening is to focus on where you are spending your energy. And it comes down to this. We only have so much energy in the period of 24 hours. Yes, you can do things to increase that energy, like get a good night's sleep, eat healthy, work out. But at the end of the day, you only have so much energy to give yourself, to give your friends and family and to give your work. Mm -hmm. The time you spend focusing on things you don't have control over is not only depleting your energy because it's negative, it's from in the past, whatever it may be, it's depleting that energy, but you are also taking away from the things that you do have control over. Exactly. So really, it's we all do it. I everyone does it because it's just natural. We just it's just the way that we've kind of grown up in the society. But if you can make a conscious effort to notice when your thoughts are going a certain way and when you're mm -hmm. spending energy on those things and just shift, that's the beginning of really changing your entire life. Yep. That self-awareness is so key. Yes. Self-awareness. The moment you start, start beating myself up, I'm like, snap out of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, to everybody listening today, if you wanted to reach out to Alexa, you can find her Instagram, which is at Alexa Rose Carlin. Uh, you can visit her website, which is alexacarlin.com. And if you wanted to contact her, there is a contact page on her website that you can submit a, uh, the, the contact form. Um, other than that, she did mention she has a Facebook page, which is the Women Empower Expo Facebook page, um, if you wanted to join. And um, with that said, thank you so much, Alexa, for being here today. And uh, for everybody else, until next time. That concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel inspired, and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Relentless Minds podcast via the link in the show notes or visit LoriJimenez.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.